When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Steelers are clearly worried over the thousands of empty seats at Heinz Field, and it's spurring a highly aggressive approach to the 2022 offseason. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Two data points reveal the level of urgency with which the Steelers are approaching the NFL's upcoming free agency period and the draft as they overhaul the 2022 team. The first comes right from the top, owner Art Rooney II. He is clearly troubled by all the empty seats at Heinz Field this past season. Mind you, All those empty yellow seats were properly paid for with hard-earned Pittsburgh money. But when fans who cared enough to plunk down an average of $130 per ticket then refused to show up, it's only a matter of time before those thousands of no-shows become no-pays. This is why Rooney is rightly worried. Here's the read-it-and-weep attendance stats from the 2021 Steelers season which featured the fan-friendly goodbye tour of Big Ben Roethlisberger. Still, Steelers fans stayed away in rows. This is despite the fact that Steelers fans were kept away from Steelers games in 2020 due to the pandemic restrictions. There was no rush to the gate to get back in when Heinz Field reopened at full capacity for 2021. This is also very worrisome. There should have been some highly pent-up demand for those Pittsburgh seats in Heinz Field. As TribLive.com reports, the Steelers had an average attendance of 60,488 fans last season. That's about 8,000 below the Heinz Field capacity. And in 2019, the last pre-pandemic year, the Steelers averaged 62,237 fans at their eight regular season home games. No wonder Rooney sounds so worried in his comments on the subject published by Trib Live. Said Rooney, quote, From an attendance point of view, we don't like having that many no-shows. We've done some research on it, and I do think that the pandemic played a role in that. Certainly it was an unusual season in that our highest attended games were actually the night games. There are some different things going on that we've got to study and understand. Unquote. Hey, in other words, Steelers' ownership and management are all but baffled by the Pittsburgh apathy displayed in those 8,000 per game empty seats at Heinz Field. Still, the team seems to be talking itself into believing that nothing is fundamentally amiss when it comes to Yinzer love for its favorite football team. Rooney added this, quote, 
I think the bottom line is that from what we've seen across the board, there's still strong demand for our tickets. I think if we can get back closer to normal, I think we'll see that attendance go back up. I think all in all, our fan enthusiasm is strong, and I think people are looking forward to kind of seeing what's next, unquote. Well, what's next is a big part of the equation. But whatever is happening that's keeping paying Steelers fans from actually using their tickets to come to home games, it is very bad for business. And above all, the NFL is big business. Rooney aims to fix it. This brings us to the second sentient Steelers data point that will drive the team's aggressive offseason and its restructuring for 2022. That number is 32 million, as in bucks. That's the amount the team has right now to spend on free agent contracts, those of its existing players and talent from other teams. We'll talk about all of this in depth in the podcast forthcoming, but I want you to know right now that that Steelers 22 war chest could even get bigger. It could swell to 64 million with some simple restructures of existing contracts. That's according to Over the Caps, Nick Corte. And the team could tack on another 20 to 25 million by canceling the contracts of a collection of underperforming or underutilized players. That's a whopping 85 million the Steelers can spend between now and when the footballs fly for real in September. It's an absolutely huge sum for the previously cap strapped Steelers and it would put their free agency moves on a supercharged budget instead of the breadline budget of the past. And they do need it, with this year especially, with Ben Roethlisberger retiring and the Steelers quarterback situation keeping everyone in the 412 area code up at night. And of course, with once fervent Steelers fans tuning out their team on TV, and staying away from Heinz Field during home games, the Steelers do need a 2022 reboot for the product on the field. As they say, it takes money to make money. The Steelers will spend. They will address that all-important quarterback situation, both in the draft and in free agency. And they will hope, they will pray, and they will plan that all of this will spark some newfound energy and enthusiasm among Steelers fans stunned by their team's reversal of fortune of late. Hey, will it work? Well, the team clearly thinks so, because despite the downturn in attendance, the Steelers are raising ticket prices on its best seats in the lower bowl of Heinz Field by an average of 5%. In other words, the Steelers are doubling down. Perhaps that's because they know just how aggressive and unstealer-like they are about to be during this make-or-break offseason. All the signs indicate that your favorite football team is about to go big on 2022. They're going big, so fans come home to Heinz Field this fall. We break it all down and analyze all the intriguing signals coming from the Steelers about their game-changing strategy for both free agency and the draft. It's all here in this Build Back Better edition 
of your Steelers Update Podcast. Hey, and be sure to check out my print column first thing Thursday on Penn Live. It will be packed with plenty of memes as the Pittsburgh faithful express their own free agency and draft wish list for their favorite football team. Right now, let's get right to it. Hey, this is a big break with the Pittsburgh Pass. Believe it or not, Steelers are looking to be very aggressive in free agency, in part to try to live up to their owner's goal of competing for a Super Bowl this season and to alleviate his concerns over all those empty yellow seats in Heinz Field on game days. So let's turn to Mark Caboli with The Athletic. He has all the numbers that are setting this markedly different scene for the Steelers' free agency approach for 2022. And of course, the biggest difference is the money, always the dollars. Caboli writes this, quote, The Steelers will head into free agency on March 16 with an estimated $32 million in cap space. And they could get that number to around $64 million with simple restructures of existing contracts. The Steelers also could add $20 to $25 million more with the release of Derek Watt, Zach Banner, Joe Sherbert, and Stefan Tuitt. Watt, Banner, and Sherbert could still be August releases without hurting the bottom line. Banner and Sherbert could still be in line to be starters as well. But the biggest benefit will be the Steelers' ability to be patient with Stephon Tuitt. Tuitt missed all of last year as he suffered a knee injury and was grieving the death of his younger brother, who was killed in a hit-and-run incident in June. Tuitt was placed on injured reserve at the start of the season and never returned. With the lack of information, there was speculation that Tuitt, who has missed 34 of a possible 81 games since signing a $60 million deal in 2017 could retire. In any other year, the Steelers wouldn't have the time to let Tuit, who has a cap hit of nearly $14 million coming, to work through his issues. This year, they have the flexibility, the financial flexibility. Being able to wait on some players is just an extra bonus with the money the Steelers have. They can be true players in free agency for the first time as well. The Steelers' organizational philosophy has always been to draft well and re-sign their own players. Free agency was used only to supplement their roster. But again, they've never had the kind of money they have this year. Even though the Steelers do have the money to spend this year on free agency, GM Kevin Colbert seemed a little reluctant to commit to any big-time signings. The Steelers do have to take into account new contracts for wide receiver Deontay Johnson and safety Minka Fitzpatrick. Those deals would likely come at the end of the offseason or during preseason. And, of course, they have to have monies for everyday business. They have a 52nd and 53rd man on the roster to sign. They have the draft class to sign, they have practice squad to sign, and they'll need reserve money for the season. All of this great analysis of the financial free agency implications from Mark Caboli, and he brings it all down to this. The question remains, will the Steelers be players in free agency? 
Will they look at potentially adding a quarterback or an offensive lineman via this route? Well, here's what Kevin Colbert had to say to all of this while at the NFL Combine this week. From Colbert, quote, The free agency class is always unknown. Most of the top players either sign a contract before they hit free agency or they'll get a franchise or transition tag. We go into it, and a lot of times those guys don't make it to the market. We understand that because we try to do that ourselves. We can't even talk to their agents until the two days, so we may not even know who's available. I never view it as us being that aggressive, front-of-the-line, free agency team. We never have been, and I don't anticipate that changing. But I can't say it wouldn't. I hate to say that because I'm saying two different things, but traditionally we haven't been because we haven't had that cap room, unquote. So what to make of all this? Money's there, but the Steelers' tradition is not. Well, Steeler fans, my advice is don't hold your breath waiting for your favorite football team to make a big free agency splash. And despite all that extra cap cash, oh, well, well, at least there's the draft, right? Well, if you believe the draft prognosticators and even some of Colbert's own comments at the Combine, the Steelers are going to go quarterback in the draft. And the passer with the most exciting Pittsburgh prospects is the highly mobile Malik Willis out of Liberty. So is he the Steelers guy? Well, yes, says Tony Pauline with Pro Football Network. Pauline reports the Steelers are targeting Willis in the 2022 draft as the heir apparent to retired and now 40 Ben Roethlisberger. Meanwhile, Pauline also reports the Pittsburgh team is kicking the tires on three free agent QBs to cover them while the raw and somewhat inaccurate Willis matures into the starting role. These Three veteran arms out there on the market are Mitch Trubisky, Teddy Bridgewater, and Jameis Winston. Pauline writes, quote, Word right now is Pittsburgh is targeting Malik Willis in the 2022 draft. And though I cannot confirm Pittsburgh is targeting Willis, I do know they like him an awful lot, unquote. Well, let's see what they like about Willis. Here's the stats on Willis as reported by Steelers Now. Quote, Willis began his college career at Auburn, but burst onto the scene after transferring to Liberty in 2019. He passed for 5,107 yards and 47 touchdowns with 18 interceptions over two seasons as the Flames starter. Willis's best season was just his previous season as he showed that he was one of the most successful rushing quarterbacks at the college level, accumulating 878 yards and 13 touchdowns on the ground. Not only was Willis an adept runner, he also passed for 2,857 yards and 27 touchdowns last season with the Flames. The Steelers staff got a close look at Willis at the 2022 Senior Bowl and certainly will be eyeing him at the combine. Unquote. Great stuff. Steelers now. But the bottom line is Willis is raw and maybe not ready for prime time in Pittsburgh just yet. This is why Pauline likes the idea of drafting Willis and partnering him up 
with one of those free agents in order to help his development as a starter for the Steelers. Quote, combination of one pairing the Willis pick with one of those three aforementioned free agent quarterbacks, then drafting Willis and signing a QB would set the Steelers up both short and long term, unquote, according to Paul Lane. So, Steelers fans, does that sound like a winning strategy for 2022 and beyond? We shall see. Steelers draft experts led by Tomlin and Colbert will be at the Combine all week and getting an up-close look at prop quarterbacks and all the other position players. And, of course, they need an offensive line revamp as well. Colbert, though, had some very candid and interesting comments about last year's draft and the team's top pick, running back Najee Harris. And darned if Colbert didn't express a bit of regret regarding Najee. Did the Steelers waste a first-round pick by going running back, as so many other teams do believe? Well, you decide. Here's Tim Benz writing for Trib Live and reading the very interesting tea leaves from Colbert's eye-opening comments on Najee Harris and his rookie year. Benz writes this, quote, When it comes to Pittsburgh Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert, I don't think he goes out of his way to lie to the media during his rare meetings. But I do think he avoids giving direct answers to the best of his ability. There was one quote that stood out to me, though mainly because it was about a surprising subject, a player who has given us very little to talk about heading into 2022 in terms of questions or concerns. That's because he did such a nice job of seemingly steadying a position that was a glaring issue in 2020. It was about running back Najee Harris, last year's first-round draft choice out of Alabama. Quote from Colbert, I hope Najee can build off of what he did for us last year. It was a good start, unquote. In usual Colbert form, and assuming that was the sense that most people had of Harris's rookie season, I would have expected Colbert's response to stop there. But it did not, Benz writes. Colbert went on to say this, quote, It wasn't the start that he envisioned. I think he thinks there's more. We think there's more. But it's certainly great to have him as part of it, unquote. That part of the quote seemed to get a lot of traction in Pittsburgh because it was the first time that any Steelers upper management level employee had ever given a sense of anything less than pure joy with Harris's rookie year. Why wouldn't? Everyone gush about Harris's first year, Benz goes on to ask, and then answers. After all, he led the NFL in touches with 381. He set the team's record for yards from scrimmage by a rookie at 1,667, and in rushing yards, 1,200. He never fumbled during the regular season, though he did lose one in the playoff loss to Kansas City. He was third in the NFL in picking up first downs, rushing with 62. For his efforts, Harris was named as a Pro Bowl replacement in his first season. Plus, he did a lot of that without a very good offensive line blocking in front of him. So what give? Well, Benz concludes by adding this about the downside of Najee's rookie year. Quote, 
Stopping short of 100% effusive praise of Harris may have been a noticeable departure for Colbert, but he is not wrong. Harris only averaged 3.9 yards per carry and 70.6 yards per game. His longest run was 37 yards, so the breakaway runs were not there very often. Game-changing element of the game didn't frequently exist with Najee Harris. Drive-extending rushes and field-flipping carries were needed at a greater rate. Harris was stellar at taking two-yard losses and turning them into three-yard gains behind that leaky offensive line, but he wasn't special at taking a lot of five-yard runs and making them into 25-yarders. Perhaps that's where Colbert was going with his less-than-scathing critique. Perhaps that's what he meant when he said, quote, it wasn't the start that he envisioned. I think he thinks there's more. We think there's more, unquote. Well, there better be. I mean, we're talking about a number one pick at running back, a position that most teams will not draft in the first round. So if we don't get more out of Najee, Colbert's comments will loom large as a lost legacy when the Steelers needed a new foundation upon which to build. Colbert is easing out of his role after this draft. But before that happens, he will get one last shot to lay some big bricks in that Steelers foundation. Perhaps even with a quarterback in round one and some un-Steelers-like activity in free agent. But Colbert can't afford to have any more regrets. Because Art Rooney needs to fill all those yellow empty seats at Heinz Field. This is a new and troubling dilemma for the Steelers. But right now, you can just add it to the list. Solving all of them begins with restructuring this 2022 team. Let's see if the Steelers are up to the task. And there you have it, Steelers fans. That's your Steelers Update podcast for now. But thankfully, it's out every Wednesday afternoon. So sign up wherever you get your favorite audio. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.